This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. If you know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, 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 do? Welcome to the Ball Hawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amon Hawkins. Appreciate you taking time out today to listen to the latest episode of the show. Yeah, I know. I know what y'all saying. Like, damn, Ball Hawk, about time you dropped this BYU recap. It's been tough, man. It's tough. You know, I had to sit back. I had to had to read the room. Had to read myself. How am I, how am I going to approach this recap? So this is episode 917. If you checked out the bonus episode that I dropped on Sunday, that was like an interlude. That was something to hold you over until we dropped the next track because it was a lot of editing. And matter of fact, it wasn't even a lot of editing. It was a lot of just erasing. Like, maybe this is the third time I've sat down. Like, I would, like, literally start all the way over. And like do a whole new recap. So it's like my third time saying what up, what up, what up, what up, though, doing the music, like the whole spiel. And every time the music has been different, too. Um, And no, I don't keep things on the cutting board and, and release that uh, because a lot of times man, I want to make sure my energy, my energy is right. It's organic, um, but it's also productive at the same time. Um, A lot of times in this day and age, when you listen to podcasts or or you listen to any talking head, what sells today is controversy and disrespect and loud and animated uh, individuals. And I always felt like with me, I want to be versatile where I can do that, but you pick and choose wisely. And I always said that when I talk about college sports and college athletes, that I'm going to be more respectful. If I was recapping a professional game, then I would be, I will allow the animated part of me, AKA Petty Hawk to come out more because those individuals are getting paid and that's their job. But when it's a college athlete, I go about it a different way of how I critique them, how I quote unquote criticize them and also coaches as well, because they don't have the same time as a professional. Professional, you could put in hours and hours and hours and you go to personal trainers and it's a lot required of you when you're a student athlete and you're a college coach. Yes, you're getting paid, 
Uh, but the amount of time that the player could put in is different, and everybody has the same amount of hours they can put in, you know, as far as what they can document. But, and of course, it's my alma mater, so I want to be respectful because I like the relationship that I have with them, and um, not saying I got to be compromised and got a brown nose and things like that, but I, I feel like I could get my point across in, in a tasteful and respectful manner. So that's why I always, when it's games like we just saw, when the worst happened as far as like a defense, the yard that was put up again, like this is the second game where somebody's really, you know, take you to the woodshed like Wake Forbes is that, eh, you know, but the UNC and now BYU in the same season and you're known for defense if you're a head coach and, you know, because most head coaches like either your offensive head coach or a defensive head coach. They never have head coaches that be like, hey, they got both. Like, what's what's your forte, coach? Like, what did you grow up as? Did you Were you offensive coordinator and then you became a head coach? Was your defensive coordinator became a head coach? That's how it usually takes place. It's not, hey, you were a special teams coach your whole career. You never coached nothing but special teams, and now you're a head coach. I don't know. that. Maybe that's happened before, but usually a head coach has that specialty. You know? You even see that in the NBA. You even see that in college. Majority of the time, some coaches are known to hang their hat on one aspect of the game. I don't know about baseball because I stopped watching baseball when I stopped playing um, my sophomore year in high school, so I don't know if that's true for managers. But um, so when defenses, when a defense here isn't performing well, that's going to be a reflection of Bronco even more than when the offense was, quote, struggling. Folks could just, they they still will hold Bronco, you know, accountable because they want his assistant out of there. But defense is his baby. So when your defense give up the stats in which they gave in gave up, yeah, it's gonna be difficult. I know it's difficult for him to uh to take this in right now. Gotta be, gotta be, because I don't think he's ever been in this position, man. So. Yeah, before we get started, this episode was sponsored by Abra Insurance. Go to Abra Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance. The great people at Abra Insurance. Make sure you go to abrainsurance.net, man. They would definitely take care of you. Tell them the ball hawks sent you. They'll get you a policy that's affordable to you. Also, if you want 20 business, if you want to go, oh, wait, 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 I messed that all up. Men, we get haircuts. We take care of everything above our neck. But it's something else you need to take care of and you need to make sure it's, you know, you heard of landscape, check out manscape.com. Go to manscape.com. Use the promo code The Ballhawk Show. 20% off of all their products. They have underwear, T-shirts. They got the lawnmower 3.0. They they got a lot of products for your, your, your southern region to make sure it's up to par and it's groomed and you're smelling good and you're straight, okay? So make sure you go to manscaped.com, use the promo code the Ballhawk Show to get 20% off of your order. I'm telling you. You they they, they thank you. Okay. Um you, you see, now when I'm doing my uncut podcast, I got a whole read that's totally different than what I just did. 
I, I be I'm respectful. I res, you know I understand my audience. You know I know it's it's young children that listen to this with their parents. So I got to make sure everything is kosher. Now, if you go to one of my uncut ones when I got my homeboys as a live show, uh, courtesy of Streamyard, then you'll see that that read is totally different. So, yeah. So I know everybody's like, "Ball, what you gonna play?" What are you going to start off with? So, yeah, man. Uh, my, my, oh, so what I got on deck today, I had to tap into, I had to make this personal in a sense. Like, if I just got myself taken to the woodshed again, or if I'm disappointed, or if I need some pick me up, like, what do I go to? Like, what's my go to music? And people are going to be surprised what my go-to music is to pick up my mood. And this music is going to pick up my mood so I can get through this podcast episode for y'all. Trust me, this is not easy for me. This These type of episodes, when you get taken to the woodshed and get your hind pots kicked, your John Brown hind pots kicked, it's not easy. You know, the easiest thing to do is have a human reaction and really lay into folks, right? And people be like, yeah, you told them. And then I'm like, they ain't going to receive it well because I really laid into them. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I tell my kids, like, I don't like to scream at them to get my point across. I'd rather, like, sit there and talk to them. It's not babying them, but if you can be receptive, then you get all the Jews that I'm dropping for you, then you can learn from it. But if I'm screaming at you, no matter how right I am, I'm still screaming at you, and that may be a trigger for you. You may cut off, and you may not receive the information that's very helpful to you if you catch my drift. You know what I'm saying? I'm in my bag. I know I was going too fast, but you might be listening too slow. So, the old school way of thing was the iron fist. When I was growing up, you just went outside, but mama said, go get a switch. You picked out your own device to get your hind pots whipped. That worked back then. But then you realize you got a lot of, you got a lot of, a lot of trauma. <laughs> hot. You know, you see a stove and the first thing you think of is hot. Because they keep telling you the stove is hot. And then they just put your hand on the hot stove and you burn yourself. And then you look at your fingers, you're like, oh. Hot, but we're gonna start this podcast off right. If you're one of these individuals that love music, that uh, I know I got a, a lot of folks who drive for a living. Um, this next couple of minutes, you enjoy it. If you're one of the folks that want to get right to the information, just keep hitting fast forward. You know, I don't know how long I'm gonna play because sometimes the music, man, get to me. Now I'm rambling. Let's just jump to it. That's how I'm feeling right now. And if this is your first time tuning in, I appreciate you. But this is how we start the show off. Cause I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta get back to life right now. You know. Let's go. Soul to soul right here. This one ain't on YouTube no more. Cause I, I get, I get flagged. So shout out to Spotify. Shout out to iTunes. Shout out to Anchor. Shout out to everybody that's carrying my podcast and not flagging it. Let's go. Some of y'all need to hear this.
switch it up. We about to switch it up for y'all. We about to switch it up. Take it way back. Take it way back. Chaka Khan. Come on. Come on. Get your mood up. Feel better. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let me rock it, let me feel for you. Chaka Khan, what you tell me, what you wanna do? Do you feel for me the way I feel for you? Chaka Khan, let me tell you what I wanna do. I wanna love you, wanna hug you, wanna squeeze you too. Let me take it in my arms, let me feel you with my charm. Cause you know that I'm the one to keep you warm. Chaka, I make it more than just a physical dream. I wanna rock you, Chaka, baby, let you make me wanna scream. Let me rock it, rock it. Yeah, I know this, I know this gotta make you feel better right here. Cause we're gonna need it, cause I'm about to go into some bad news. These stats I'm about to read is bad news, but I need you to feel good before we get to the bad news. Hey, go. know a lot of people say why are you playing all this music yo my pops was a dj and all i used to do at home was listen to his records like i didn't go outside a lot i was the only child so i just listened to music 24 7 if he won't dj and the, and the music was home i was spinning records yeah that's all i did so excuse me for using music to speak you know i'm gonna show you how i'm gonna show you how old school i am y'all look, look, look let me show you how old school i am Come on, that's how we switch it up. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody get up! I couldn't be the DJ in the stadium, man, because I play too much music like this. I'm an 80s, 80s bait. Well, I was born in 78, but this is the type of music I listen to more than anything. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't just, I can't, I can't not play this. I can't not play this right here. This is why I used to go to the skating ring. And this joint would come on, and I couldn't skate, but I was out there skating. Because when this came on, ooh-wee. Uh-huh. Lisa, Lisa, Nicole Jam. <laughs> Shout out to my pops. It's his fault that y'all got to listen to all this music. Uh-huh. I'm not your regular sports podcaster. Yeah. Baby, I know you're wondering. Uh-huh. Over to your place. Go. 
One more. I got one more song. One more song because I thought about the skating ring. And when this joint came on in the skating ring, it was over. Well, it's, it's, it's actually one more song, but I ain't gonna play it. This was skating. This is skating ring music too. Let the music play. Y'all know nothing about this right here, man. Ooh, we get them, Shannon. When this came on the skating ring in Newport News, Virginia. Good lord. Again, I couldn't skate worth a damn. <laughs> so I was just out there bopping to this and falling down. Alright, we almost we almost to our to our football segment, man. I apologize for first time listeners that don't like this part. My bad. But we gotta hit a breakdown. So I'm gonna turn it back up. We may not make it to the breakdown. We almost 18 minutes in. I ain't talked about no football. My bad, y'all. I'm trying to stall right now. Some people like, shut up and let the music play. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. I lied. You know this. This the Halloween just left, but this song always played in the in the skating ring too. Y'all don't know about this Rockwell. Maybe I played this last week. I might have played it last week, but it's Michael Jackson singing the hook. If y'all didn't know, I always feel like somebody's watching me. All right, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. All right, man. That, thank, thank you to everybody that, that that was patient right there, listening to every song, and you probably hated it, and you just like I didn't want to fast forward, but I'm gonna let this this young whippersnapper, you know, play his little music. So, welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast, man. Appreciate everybody. Make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are reviewing this on. Um, if you want to support the podcast, go to anchor.fm, search the Ballhawk Show podcast. It's a support button in the middle um, that you can hit, and you can set up to have your debit or credit card drafted for, with $0.99, cent, $4.99, or $9.99 a month. I appreciate all the contributors. And, um, yeah, man, with Black Friday coming up, you know, right after Thanksgiving and Christmas, I'm going to have some special giveaways and stuff for the people that's definitely been contributing to me. So um, I'm going to need, well, I'll, I'll get in contact with each individual um, and get addresses so I can send some merch out to you guys. And um, if you want to buy Shut the Hell Up Juice apparel, go to sthujuice.com. That's sthujuice.com. All right, here we go. Hear the breakdown. Virginia versus BYU. 57,000 people in attendance in Provo, Utah, Lavelle Edwards Stadium. 
The score was 66 to 49. By the quarters, BYU outscored Virginia 21 to 7 in the first quarter. Virginia scored 35 points in the second quarter. BYU scored 17. Virginia went into halftime with a lead of 42 to 38 after being down 21 zip. Third quarter, both teams scored seven. And then in the fourth quarter, UVA did not score a single point, and BYU once again scored 21 points. Let's go to the stats, team stats that is. First downs, BYU had 36, UVA had 28. Net rushing yards, BYU had 385 yards rushing. That's that's another game with over 300 yards rushing. Um. Last season, I know Louisville had three over 300 yards rushing. So now you got UNC and uh, BYU were over 300 yards rushing. Did Georgia Tech have 300 yards? No. But it was damn, It was a lot. Just like, you know, giving up over 200 yards is a lot. Because we had 216 yards rushing. That's still a lot, right? But 300 is a lot. Then 350 is a lot. But when you flirting 380 and above, and that's twice this year, I think UNC had 399 or was it 699 overall total. Anyway, regardless, that's a lot. On 46 carries, they averaged 8.4 yards per carry. We had 26, 25 team carries. We averaged 8.6 yards. So we averaged more yards per rush than they did. Of course, we ran the ball 19 less times. No, that's 21 less times. My bad. Um, they had six rushing touchdowns. We had three net passing yards. They had three seven. They had three forty nine. We had three seventy two. They threw the ball two times less than we did. They averaged fifteen point five nine five fifteen point nine yards. A reception, we averaged 15.5. They had 734 yards of offense. 730, 730, 730, 700 yards. Hold on, man. I got to look up the UNC game. They had what it was like 699. And I just rounded it up to 700 in the episode. If I'm not mistaken, let me just, let me just, I need, I need clarity. I need clarity. Let me, yeah, they, they had three, they, so they had 392 yards rushing for 699 total yards. This game, we gave up three. Yeah, it's frustrating. Now y'all see why I keep recording because that, that number is staggering, staggering. And people going to want somebody head on a platter because it's like somebody that you got to get like, how do we work as humans? If something don't go right, we got to blame something. If a relationship don't go right, who's to blame, right? So-and-so broke up. Why they break up? What they say, irreconcilable differences where people have a divorce? Well, no, no, no. Well, who, who's to blame though, right? That's how we operate. Who's to blame? What did you blame it on? Oh, you lost the fight. What's the reason? 
where he was a better man. But what was the reason though? Like what what did they do? What what could you have done better? Everything. That's what I always say. Like, and I'm about to go on the soapbox again. So let me let me. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. Trust me, you gonna get plenty of of minutes of me just really peeling back layers. All right, what was I at? They ran 83 plays. We ran 64 plays. And I hate to do that to y'all because I know y'all be wanting the straight soapbox discussions, but I gotta get the numbers out. Shout out to Danny Nickel. I gotta I gotta get the stats out. Gotta get the stats out because stats are important because it's relative these days when you like people look at numbers. You know, that's just first thing you look at. Numbers. Time of possession, they had the ball 34 minutes. We had the ball 25 minutes. And you you guys remember when I told you guys like Time of possession always has you have, always have to put it into context. The reason why I say that is because people say, "See, we got to control the ball. We got the ball more. This blah 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 blah." Our biggest quarter, we we scored thirty five points. Was the second quarter? They had the ball more than us, eight minutes to six minutes. Like. A lot of times that stat isn't a true indication of success and failure unless you put it into context of like, did you like, cause like I told you, you can move the ball methodically down the field and eat up a lot of clock, not get any points. And then your defense could give a big, a big play. And then you can have the ball again, eat up a lot of clock and then they bow up and you like, so I just hate when folks say time and possession and they don't put it into context. I always feel like you got to have a caveat. But they won the time and possession. That doesn't mean that's why they won the game. We'll break down on why they won the game, for real. Uh, third down conversions, they were 4-10. I mean, we were 4-10. They were 6 of 11. Uh, we were 2 of 3 on fourth downs. They were 1 of 1. Points off turnovers, they they had 21 points off of turnovers. We had three turnovers. Every time we turned the ball over, they scored. They made us pay. They had one sack. We didn't have a sack. Individual stats. Salute to Brendan Armstrong, the most prolific single-season passer this university has ever seen in over 100 years. On the game passing, he had 337 yards, four touchdowns. He also gained 99 yards, but he got sacked, so it bumped down to 94 yards, two touchdowns. So that's six touchdowns he was accounted for. Um, Devin Darrington, two carries, 60 yards. That's 30 carry, thirty yards a carry. He got two carries. He ran for 49 yards and ran for 11. Didn't get a ball back to him. Wayne had four, cat, four carries. I'm sorry, not catches. If I said catches for Devin, I meant carries. Um, carries for 32 yards. He was still averaging eight yards a carry. Keaton Thompson, five carries for 23 yards. Jay Wolfolk, two carries for six yards. And Jelani Woods, um, that quarterback sneak, just for one yard. Tyler Algier, who I I think is the best back that we face, we will face now. Granted, I know Notre Dame has two good backs, okay? But physically, what Tyler can do to you, I consider him the best back, like with his size, speed, quickness, power. 
I felt I feel like he's the best back. He's not the flashiest. He's not going to wow you like the back we're going to face versus Notre Dame or how Gibbs from uh, Georgia Tech to give you one move and go. But I just felt like in this totality, the total package, because this that kid is just as athletic. He could catch out the backfield. And I'm not saying that because he ran for 266 yards. I said it in the dang on preview episode, ladies and gentlemen. I also pointed it out in the um, – I just had a brain fart. I'm sorry. I just had a brain fart. Like, I just went blank. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I just tried to warn folks, like, yo, he's legit. I'm not trying to boost my, my own horn. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. He's legit. Like, just watching him on film, saw him what he did last year. Because I went back and watched last year games of him running the football. Like, he, he runs hard. Like, it's it's tough when you got to deal with big backs. Um, in, my, in my episode that I dropped Sunday, my real talk to the fans, I I shared the 99 game in which we went up against Lamont Jordan, who was a bigger back that got drafted in the NFL, ran for 300 yards. Um, I was still playing offense then, but we had some studs on our defense. And we just couldn't stop him because he weighed on you. And look, the next year I, I flipped the defense and they came to Charlottesville and I remember having to tackle him. I remember my arm almost coming out the socket. They ran the speed option. I had force and I triggered on him. And I hit him before he saw me. And I felt like my whole left side of my body just was paralyzed and numb. And I can only imagine being a kid like Joey Blunt having to tackle Tyler repeatedly. Because I'm going to break down schematically what we were trying to do and what we do versus certain plays and why I just use Joey Blunt. So all I can do is put myself in a situation and, and and pull back off my memories before I like criticize. Cause I always say, look, I can't criticize a guy without first showing that. Yeah, I've been there before, but I had an individual, you know, approach me sarcastically. It ended up being a joke. It was fun, ton of cheek, but it was so many people shooting at me that I didn't realize that that individual was actually cool and he didn't mean no harm. But People thought I was crazy or was making an excuse on Sunday when I said, yeah, this kid is a future back. Like, you tip your hat to him. Not saying it's okay that he ran for 267 yards, but, you know, you you, you still got to tip your hat. That's how I see how people feel with Thomas Jones. Playing with Thomas Jones, and he used to run for over 200 yards versus folks. It's like, dude, you do realize that's Thomas Jones. <laughs> like I don't care what your defense supposed to be, that's still Thomas Jones, baby. You better recognize. That's how I used to tell folks. Hey man, y'all suck. Y'all left Virginia run for this. I'm like, boy, do you know who our running back is? That's who they. That's what they saying. They looking like y'all act like our dudes is trash. Now the competitor in me is like, ain't no damn way you gonna. I'm, we let should have let this dude run for like. You you gotta have that stance as a competitor, but as a somebody that's not attached anymore and is older and understands all the moving parts of football, I'm gonna look at it in a way of saying, "Yeah, you don't give up 267, 266 yards to somebody, but that dude is legit. 
ain't making an excuse. I'm just saying, yo, he legit though. You still can't get that up. You know, you, 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 that's how you put it down. Um, uh, Jaron Hall, their starter who wasn't around the games where Algier had less than a hundred, I believe. So it made a difference. Now they started when to come back versus us. And it makes sense why he's a starter. 22 or 37, 349 yards, three touchdowns. Um, the Nakua brothers, both of them had 107 yards. One had eight catches for 107 yards. One had three catches for 107 yards. Both had a touchdown. Um, Keaton Thompson had nine catches, 91 yards. Tay Wicks, four catches, 125 yards, a 70-yard touchdown. Jelani, three catches, 68 yards, a 40-yard touchdown. Billy Kemp had three catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown. So Keaton had a touchdown catch, Wicks touchdown catch, Woods touchdown catch, Kemp. Uh, Rashawn Henry, three catches, 36 yards. Wayne, one catch, nine yards. Rodriguez, one catch, five yards. Um, Defensively, Nick Jackson led the way. 16 tackles, one uh, bat down ball he had. Yo, Nick was bringing that wood. This one time him and Algier met head up after Nick shed a uh, big offensive lineman, and it was a stalemate. And you got to get Nick even more credit because Nick wasn't even fully, like, sitting down ready to bowl and bite him in the face. Like, Nick had just disregard. He had just, like, shed the block, and he wasn't even fully come to balance yet. And they came and hit head up, bow, and Algier just kind of stumbled back and then tried to bounce to the outside, and Nick was right there. So uh, Nick Jackson is a horse, man. He's a hell of a linebacker. Uh, Joey Blunt, nine tackles. Joey, man, I salute you, bro. You got a lot of damn heart. I think your heart is too big for how your body is built, too. Like, you got so much freaking heart, bro. It's it's a joy to watch Joey Bunt play. And I know a lot of folks are pointing, oh, he missed tackles, he missed this, he missed that. The armchair people, but they don't realize what's being asked of this young man. And I'm gonna break it down for you. So we're gonna get we're gonna start with defense first. First of all, let hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me not get uh, see Petty Hawk's trying to come out. Let me go ahead and 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 share stats of other defensive guys, because I want to give them their just due. Devontae Cross, seven tackles. Anthony Johnson, six tackles, one tackle for a loss. Coin King, six tackles and a pass breakup. Darius Braden, five tackles, three pass breakups. Antonio Clary, five tackles. Famui, three tackles. Josh Ahern, three tackles. West Weeks, three tackles. Noah Taylor, two tackles, a tackle for a loss, a pass breakup. Uh, Josh Ahern had a quarterback hurry. Or was that a quarterback hit? Either way, we're going to say it's all of them. Uh, Nick Grant, two tackles. Hunter Stewart, two tackles. Agunglier, two tackles. One pass breakup. Rodriguez had a tackle. Keaton Thompson had a tackle. Wayne tackle. Jordan Redman, a tackle. Mandy Alonzo, a tackle. All right. I know everybody want to hear about the defense. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go ahead and get that crowd out of the way. We're going to go right to the defense right now. Offense is not going to take me that long. But we're going to start with the defense right now because everybody want to hear what I got to say about the defense. And Petty Hawk is really coming out for me about the defense. So here we go. That's Nope, we ain't going to do no damn intro song. We're going to do no background music. 
Y'all know I ain't been using no background music because I want to make sure y'all can hear every single day on word I say right now. Here we go. Defense. What should we run? Three four, three three five. Bro, Hulk, if it ain't this and ain't that, if you keep practicing this, it's insanity. Everybody got the answer, Sway. Everybody. We all got the answers, right? Like, it's easy for me. I always make sure I put this caveat out there, the disclaimer. It's easy for me to say what we should and should not have done when I could watch the film 20 and 30 times, rewind it 30, 40 times, and be like, oh, I got it. We should have did this. But in real time, I don't have that luxury. So when you ask me a question, I usually try to step back and really analyze and provide you with a legit answer that's not just off the cuff and emotional like it's really simple because I'm not going to undermine our coaches or any coach for that matter because I can't do their job. I can't. I could be a coordinator. No, 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 no. I can't be a coordinator. I can, I can be a position coach. I could, I could coach some DBs. I know I could do that. But I don't want what comes with it. And a part of the job that I don't want is what's on display right now is why I'm glad I'm behind this mic. And I say this respectfully. And I'm even saying this to Petty Hawk himself who like to get disrespectful. I don't coach because I refuse to allow somebody to undermine what I can do because of a result. You feel me? So a lot of times when I break down games, a lot of times when I explain situations, I got to be cognizant of the way that I answer it because sometimes you can give great feedback but somebody going to hit going to get hit with a stray bullet somebody going to take it to heart because somebody's going to be held accountable on front street and they're not going to like it so that's why I'm very measured in how I always answer ball hawk what are we doing on defense or what should we do here what should we do there because I know to do I know everybody over there so if they listen to the podcast and I make it seem like it's so easy a caveman can do it they're going to be like, damn, dog. So you saying I can't do my job? Or, oh, damn, dog, you saying I can't perform? No. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what's on display is saying that. But I'm not saying you, me personally. It could be f- fixed. It could be corrected. Anytime I talk with Broncos, salute to everybody. Check out the Coach's Corner today, 7.06 p.m. Anytime I ask him a question, I make sure it's presented that it's fixable. But as of right now, how do you fix it? Now, if it's something that can't be fixed, then that's when I'm be like, coach, you got a problem because this don't look like this could be fixed. And somebody keep people keep saying, like you got folks saying, y'all notice I ain't even got into what happened in the game. This is what everybody want to hear. Everybody really want to hear stuff like this. So I'm giving y'all what you want. So keep up, stay with me. And I probably gave part of this already in the real talk, but you probably ain't listened to the real talk. You probably was listening, waiting for the recap. So I told you I was going to give you the best of both worlds. It was going to be in both. I got sidetracked. Let's get back to it. So when we break it down the game, when I look at this game, schematically, 
Anytime you prepare for an opponent, you feel like your scheme can take away what they want to do. And on the field, you rep it and you rep it and you get confident and you like, yeah, we're going to be good. The boys know they've been watching film. They've been identifying fronts. They've been screaming out the calls that we want. We, we, we are assuming that if we show this, they may counter with this. Now it's a guesstimation. Unless they showed you on film, you really don't have an idea how they will truly adjust as time goes by. So when you go in, when I hear fans saying, yo, we don't adjust, I always ask them, are you sure that we didn't adjust? Don't look at the result and just say, man, we'll make no damn adjustments. It's a difference between adjusting and adjusting to the adjustments. Catch the ball. We will adjust. So as a coach, every time you come off, every time a player comes off the sideline, right? If y'all ever, well, y'all not privy to this, but it's times where the TV cameras point to the bench and you see players huddled up beside a coordinator or position coach. And if they got pictures, if they got the iPad, a tablet, old school dry erase board, they are working on adjustments. <laughs> they are. So when folks say we don't make adjustments, well, what the hell you think they talking about on the sideline? Think they talking about Taco Tuesdays? They talking about adjustments. They are coming up with adjustments. The difference is you got to execute it. Now, this is when a player could get pissed off at me because they like, well, oh, you pointing at me? No. Because sometimes that adjustment ain't the adjustment that's going to stop their adjustment. So we just can't say you're not making adjustments, but you can say the adjustments we made didn't work. Now, if you tell me, Bohawk, the adjustments we making ain't working, I will send you clapping emojis and say, you are correct. Let me hit the like button. Let me give you the thumbs up. Let me get you the 100 emoji. But if you come to me, matter of fact, with exclamation, like uh, exclamation points and saying, we don't make adjustments. I'm like, you wrong. What are you watching? The adjustments are being made, but you ain't getting the result you thought the adjustment would get. So without the result, you are in your brain, no adjustment is made. So, in other words, adjustments don't exist unless the result is positive. Am I on to, am I speaking your language now? Because we got to understand in this game, damn it, I make an adjustment every time I line up. Every time a DB lines up, he's making an adjustment. If y'all screaming that the DBs are getting back 8 to 10 yards, they're making an adjustment. They saying, I don't want this fool to get behind me. But if the fool still get behind them, that adjustment ain't work. But we can't say they didn't adjust because they started backing the hell up. And then if a DB start coming down and playing press coverage because he tired of just allowing a free release and they getting behind him, but he come up and play press and they still beat him deep and get behind him. Guess what? The adjustment that they made just didn't work. But they attempted to make an adjustment. They made an adjustment. 
but it don't count as an adjustment. You hear what I'm saying? You made an adjustment, but you didn't make an adjustment. Because adjustments are attached to the result being positive. <laughs> you ain't never think of it like that, did you? Oh, you might have. Again, so if we say, yo, why are we in a 335? We adjusted to the 335 because we felt like on the back end it wasn't the same as in the past. Because in the past, we can just say lock up. But if we're trying to alleviate the guys not being able to lock up and football being the ultimate team sport, and you try to adjust, the adjustment ain't working. So people say, well, if you keep doing the same thing, no, no, you probably just insanity. Damn it, they was going to be insane regardless, I guess. Because if they would have stayed in just the three, four, and you keep giving up points on the back end, then why are you in the three, four? Then they try to go to the three, three, five to alleviate things that's going on in the back end. Why are you in the three, three, five? It don't matter. At the end of the day, we going to pay attention to the results. And the results are going to dictate how we view you. That's why I put out the tweet. The love for the coordinators has switched. Results are better this year for the offense. And as far as explosive plays that Danny Nico and, and other, other gentlemen on face, uh, Twitter put out. It's hard to go at. Robert and I, even though you can, but it's hard to go at him when his offense is so damn explosive. Got a Heisman Trophy candidate, Maxwell semifinalist, uh, uh, Belitnikoff Award nominee, and Wicks. It's hard to say Coach and I don't know what he's doing. Putting up 35 points in the quarter, it's hard to say coach and I don't know what he's doing. We are attached to results regardless. You can have players covering up a bad scheme and balling out, and you will praise the same coach and saying, yo, I love coach. He brought the pressure, this and this and that, but the player just was so great that he alleviated that, that probably won't a good scheme. It's just the same way you can have a good scheme and the player just do something that ain't supposed to be done and it don't work. And I ain't giving you no clue of what it is right now if you want to know. I am not going to answer that question because I'm not going to pinpoint players who ain't doing their job. I ain't going to do it. I'm not. I'll leave it up for your interpretation. You're not going to have me up here saying, yo, so-and-so ain't, he do, it's him every time. I'm not going to do that. I could. And it'll probably give me thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands downloads. I probably get people reaching out to me. Hey, man, can you, but that ain't, that ain't, that ain't how I want to create my path. I don't want to step on folks to elevate. I'd rather just give you the game and saying, in theory, a lot of schemes are good. I'll give you an example right now. Anytime teams have been running 
their zone reads. We will have our backside in. So if the read is going to the left, that right end would try to get in front of the tackle in our three-man front. We will have our linebacker scraping, looking for a spill. Then we have our other outside defender chasing and we will funnel things to our best tackler, which is Joey Blunt. Majority of the time, it's a great matchup for us to have Joey Blunt one-on-one with any ball carry because he's essentially our top free tackler that we can create. Cohen King's good too. Quinn Blandon was the same way in this defense. We funneled a lot to the unaccounted for and uncovered defender. Anytime somebody runs a stretch or a power, you try to funnel the ball carrier to the unaccounted for defender. That's a good tackler. So, in theory, it's a good scheme. Bronco talked about this versus Georgia Tech. The Georgia Tech back just made a hell of a move. They got the best of joy. But he would do it every time because he has confidence in joy. And joy has has showed us time and time again. He will make that tackle. He has done it a lot. And a lot of times, y'all don't even know it. Y'all just see who makes the tackle. So a lot of times when people ask me about schemes, I ask them, do you understand what the scheme requires? Not trying to be a smart aleck, just trying to get a better understanding of whether, where to start. Because a lot of times, somebody may miss it. And look, it's never an excuse for missing a tackle. But it ain't even about the person that missed the tackle. I'll look at the scheme like, yo, that's, that ain't supposed to be like that. That dude, This dude's in the wrong spot. That's why I told you guys when people was going in on Nick Grant, jogging in the Miami game when the Miami back broke. And I was like, it won't even Nick. It was a backer that was in the wrong gap. That was simple. I didn't say who the backer was, but I came to Nick Grant's defense. Like, yo, why y'all coming at Nick saying he should have been there? Nick was actually in the right spot. Or the Louisville game. Well, folks was asking, how does this happen? And I explained schematically wise, it was right, but it wasn't executed the way that you would want it to. And in any defense, or in, any, in football, the offense wants to attack the one guy that's not doing his job. You want to attack the And a lot of times people been attacking the one guy that's not doing his job or doesn't execute his job to the fullest. And football is the ultimate team sport. That's why I dislike that one position gets all the glory. One position in the NFL get win-loss records because if everybody doesn't do their job, that one position couldn't even act. All it takes is one dude not doing his job, and the whole scheme is out of whack. Gap down, gap down, gap down. Step up in the gap. Oh, he's slowing his gap. Cut back. What did he cut back? 
in the crease that opened up. Why that crease opened up? Because the one guy that was hesitating didn't come up in this gap like he was supposed to, and the back identified it and took advantage of it. Now, can you try to devise a scheme to, as they say, dumb it down and use your players' abilities better? Absolutely. But I'm not there every day of the week. So I just can't say all we need to do is run this. Because in theory, it does. Oh, man, people say, oh, we need to run a 4-3. That's what you need to run 4-3, 4-3, four-man fronts. This, this, and that. Four-man fronts give up 200-yard rushes, too. Do you got four-man front personnel? Now, people say, well, we ain't got three, three, five person. At the end of the day, all I'm doing is throwing it out there for you because if we go to a four-man front like you want and it still don't work, I know what you're going to say next. Well, you need to fire the coordinator. Well, he did what you wanted to do, but do he got the personnel to execute what you want to be executed? That's football, bro. We all got things that we want to run, but do you got the personnel to execute? And it's not a knock on the personnel. But does it fit what you do well? I will, I'm a diminutive receiver, 5'10". People are asking me all the time, hey, Ballhawk, how would you love to have played in a Coach and Nye's offense or just a spread? I was like, man, I would have loved that. Running mesh routes and bubble screens and hammer routes and burst routes, seam routes. Like what? A little guy getting to do little guy things? And I wouldn't change what when I came to UVA anything, but UVA essentially, and you could talk to receivers that play, you know, around the time I did. Big receivers thrived in the offense we ran because we were predicated off play action, things like that. But I still wanted to play. You you don't make that an excuse. You still hey, I'm still getting on the damn film and show you I could be a big body. I can run these bench routes. I can run these dig routes. I know I'm short. I know you want a huge catch radius, but I'm going to run my route so good, I'm going to still get open, 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 open. Because I'm not big. Got to get open, open, open. I'm not Kevin Coffey who get, oh, he covered. No, he not. He open. He's 6'4", long arms, catch with his hands. I'm not Demetrius Dyson. I'm not Billy McMullen. I'm not Jermaine Crowell. So I say that just to say sometimes in theory you got a scheme. You got schemes that work. But as a coach, you also got to think about how can I get the best out of every individual. So is this scheme so is this scheme getting the best out of five individuals versus this scheme getting the best out of nine? And I'm not giving you excuses. At the end of the day, we look like trash can juice on defense. Don't let all of what I said help you ignore that I said we still looked like trash can juice on defense Saturday night because all of that other stuff I have folks saying all ball hooks did was make excuses he ain't hold him accountable but I could clip this and say but still at the 55 minute mark in 30 seconds we played like trash can juice on defense you can't be seven to eight yards off a receiver and still give up deep routes. You can't. See, a lot of times I only speak to the DBs because that's what I played. 
I'll talk about linebackers and defense alignment and, and fits and, and gaps they're supposed to be in, but I don't feel as confident because I want in those trenches. But I could just give you off principles where you should be. I don't know how it feels to, to spill with this show, to fight off the guard and do this. That's why you don't hit me coming with the matter of fact. But I'll give you matter of fact when it come to corner. But those boys know I love them to death. And any chance I talk to them one-on-one, I'm giving them the game, how to make things easier. There is no excuse for being seven to eight yards off and you see a guy running straight up the field and you stopping like he's going to run a stop route. There's no indicator that's showing you that he is doing anything but a go route. You should midline him. Your shoulder should be midline because you open it. Okay, if you open look at the quarterback, the rule is shoulder midlines the receiver, meaning I put my shoulder in between his numbers or in the middle of him, on his chin, on his nose, so I can see him, so he can't attack my butt and disappear, and so he won't just get inside leverage of me. I'm midlining him with my back foot inside of him. And you cross over running backwards. I mean, you run to the side, but you, 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 you give him ground. Now, if you're playing blitz technique and you blind to the quarterback, you shuffling. You make you let him come to you because you're not trying to give up any inside routes. So if you are seven, eight yards off and you're playing blitz technique, snap of the ball, you, you, you have a blind read, meaning you're not looking into the quarterback. You're just looking at the receiver. When he runs his first two and three steps, you shuffling because you got to be ready to break downhill. You know. It's blitz technique. You have no inside help. You got to take away all inside throws. Once they commit a field, you still want him to get even with you. And then you use the angle to cut him off if it's a deep route. You don't try to flatten with him. You let him close the cushion. Now he can't get inside of you anymore. And now you use the interception point to take you to the ball. But you never stop your feet. You allow him to come to you with your slow shuffles anyway. But if you stop your feet, you dead because you can't see nothing. And you ain't even took over the hip yet. If you're going to stop your feet, you better at least capture the inside hip. You have to. That means you already contacted him once you stop your feet. Now, if you stop your feet, you pull his wrist down. Yeah. Yeah, that's cheating. I'm playing blitz technique. You coming at me. I feel like you're going to stop. I'm going to let you get even with me at 10 yards because I'm going to take, that's the stop route. I'm at the sticks. If anything, I'm going to let you get even with me at the sticks. And if I feel like you're going to stop, as I'm stopping my feet, I'm taking my inside hand and I'm grabbing that wrist. Oh, yeah, you that quick. Bruce Lee. Grab the wrist, pull him down. Get a flag, so what? You ain't going to catch nothing deep. But if we off, that's unacceptable. The two deep balls we gave up for touchdowns playing off covers, unacceptable. There is no scheme. No, like Just like Georgia Tech, I told you, you don't give up hitching goals. I don't care what you're playing. You know the situation. If you off 8 to 10, guess what shouldn't beat you? Anything deep because you already deep. That's when I always say that ain't coaching. That's you. Individually, you hold yourself accountable. When I was giving up speed outs versus Georgia Tech in 2000, and I was like, y'all, 8 to 10 yards deep because I ain't want them to get behind me. 
I'm giving up five yard outs. That ain't coaching. That's ball. That's Hawk. He don't want to get beat deep. So he giving up five yard speed outs. That ain't coaching. That won't coach Lance. That won't coach Bob Price. That was me. You ain't beating me deep. I'm going to give you that. I ain't, nope, coach. I ain't moving up because I'm not getting beat deep. I don't care. And people say, well, get him out of there. Yeah, get me out of there. Then let the new booty get up there and his ass get beat deep. Sorry, I ain't mean to curse. <laughs> Sometimes it's how it works. People are like, put the new, put the other dude in there. Yeah, the other dude get in there and be brave. But he he may. Don't get me wrong. You got some brave dudes who, who still ball out. But you get what I'm saying, man. I'm just I'm just trying to take you to the mindset of sometimes it's not so cut and dry as a lot of moving parts of why things ain't working. It ain't working, and every coach is is watching film, and and they watching hella hella film, man. Oh my God! You know, if you don't think Nick Howard in that in that damn mastermind cave of his trying to come up with something that to better help his players be successful, then you. Put your damn Twitter fingers away. It, like you, you like if it's killing you, how you think it's doing for him? <laughs> and I know he getting compensated, but if y'all don't think they, bruh, 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 chill with the Tony Bennett jokes too. Tony Bennett need to teach the defense how to need to coach the defense in football. <laughs> Yo, chill with that, man. See, that's when Petty Hawk want to come out and then Tony Bennett will catch a stray from Petty Hawk for defending the football team. We're not going to, and I don't want to do that. That's why I, I kept, y'all know I'm a, I'm a grade A trash talker, grade A. And I saw somebody say, why is Darius Bratton talking trash? Because you compete. Just because you were square and you just played football with a muzzle on, don't go at somebody because they're going to compete. Like, yeah, you get beat deep, but damn it, I ain't, I ain't getting beat no more. You done tried me again and again. I broke up two deep pass. You damn right I'm going to talk. It's a mindset. Yeah, I got beat, but just because I got beat don't mean I'm going to shut up. I'm going to keep competing. I'm going to keep fighting. But that's Twitter fingers for you. Because a lot of y'all hide when things ain't go the way that y'all thought was going to go. A lot of y'all do that. You get in your feelings. Don't do that. Keep talking. Do what Darius Bryant did. Keep talking. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Talk your talk. Matter of fact, thumb your thumb. Because that's what you do. You thumb. There's a difference. A lot of y'all thumb your thumbs, but you can't get out there and do that magic. Take special individuals to do that magic. And they may not be good magicians right now, but they're still out there in front of a lot of people showing them trying. But a lot of y'all hide behind them Twitter thumbs. And that ain't a shot. What I'm just trying to tell you is it's tough. This job sucks. Even the job I got still, I signed up for. Talking to you behind the mic, I still get criticized of how I do things. It sucks to have to just sit there and be like, yeah, I ain't going to respond to that. Because we got egos. And a lot of times I just want to be like, yo, man, like, real talk. Can you do it? And, of course, you be like, well, I ain't signed up to do it. Exactly. But you do got the right to, everybody has the right to voice their opinions. We all got opinions. It's a great thing. But we can't get upset when somebody responds to our opinion. Like if I talk bad about you and you get me with something that's better than what I got you with, I might get mad, but I got to respect it. Damn, (laughs) he got me right there, boy. You know, the the pride in you ain't going to let you just take it. You going to be up, 
see me then. See me. See, you know, a lot of people see me head up. See me as a man face to face, and then people want to fight. And fighting on, I tell my students, fighting don't change nothing. Pride's still there. Like if somebody talking back and forth, right? And they say, let's fight. And you lose the fight. Will your pride really not let you still talk trash? Because people will joke you that he done shut you up, right? Your pride's still there. You still gonna, <laughs> you only, you gonna find up some, you gonna concoct something in your head to say, well, they only won because of this, or I still got this. You still gonna talk. So what I'm telling you is this. I say that to say this. You always got to stand on what you put out in the universe. You got to stand on it regardless. Regardless of if you change your mind, you still got to stand on the things you put out there. Just like the coaches got to stand on what's being put out right now. Nick Howell got to stand on 700 yards of offense. He got to stand on it. Don't matter what he did before. Don't matter what he do after. He got to stand on the night. He gave up seven. His team gave up 700 yards. That's it. Ain't nothing going to change. Ain't nothing I can say going to change that BYU had over 700 yards of offense on your defense, Coach Howell. Nothing. And he know that. Ain't nothing I can ask Bronco Hall tonight that's going to change the fact that BYU had over 700 yards. So what's the use of me really trying to grill him and act like that him telling me what should have happened really going to change that 700 yards got put up on us. Think about that, man. That's why a lot of times I don't, that's why I don't vent on social media. It ain't going to change nothing. It don't change nothing for me. Now I get now granted, I get on this mic and say my piece. I try to say it in a constructive manner. Y'all notice I ain't really clapping on them. Like, man, you got to do something, man. Blah, 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 blah. What's that going to do? I could be up here like, but, 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 so-and-so's not playing. But, but, this kid. Like, I could could go one or two ways. I could go all the way in. I could go all the way defense mode and start tearing down kids, which is not cool because every kid's still developing and we all develop at a different curve. I see the kids giving. Like, one thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to question the heart of these young men. I'm not going to say these young men don't play hard. I'm not going to say, oh, they were getting killed. They were getting crushed. No, these, these boys was fighting. And sometimes in a fight, you don't win, bro. Play against Florida State. You should get our high pots kicked. What was that? Was it 1997 we played Florida State? Travis Minor scored in the very first play of the game, 80 yards. Y'all ain't gonna question the the heart of the guys on that on that defense. Anthony Poindex was there. Wally Rainey was there. You ain't gonna question Patrick Kearney. That you ain't gonna question them. But it happened. Sometimes you just get punched in the mouth. That don't mean you won't fighting. That don't mean you can't fight. But that day just looked like you won't good. That look this year, for the most part. It appears that the scheme ain't working. It appears that we can't tackle. It appears that we can't cover. It appears. There's a lot of things that appear that people can gravitate to, use data, and say, this is what it is. 
because everything is controlled by numbers. People really believe stats don't lie. And I always tell folks, yes, it can because man controls stats and man manipulate things. So it's a lie. <laughs> it is. Your stats don't. Coach Walsh, favorite quote, Christ, you're not as good as they say you are. You're not as bad as you, they say you are. Stop listening to them. Just play. Compete. <laughs> Stop reading the press clippings. <laughs> Their opinion will change on you tomorrow. All you got to do is just win. See, when you are pro, we are in the business of winning as pros. In college, the coaches, you are in the business of winning. Don't matter what, you still got to win. Like, BYU defensive coordinator, ain't nobody questioning him. They are. But how can you question them? They won, right? Cause they like you could say, well, in the fourth quarter when it counted most, you got turnovers. You scored twenty, like you got three turnovers for the offense. BYU defensive coordinator in the fourth quarter, you shut down Virginia's offense. BYU defensive coordinator, so it don't matter if they put up over three hundred yards passing, two hundred yards rushing. At the end of the day, look what you did, BYU defensive coordinator. That's how it works. <laughs> Coach and I, 200 yards rushing. Don't matter that you don't get the ball to your running backs. 200 yards rushing. I did. I Look, I showed y'all that game. Women American. I said, look how many times we ran the ball versus how many times we passed the ball. It's balanced. And people say, well, we need to run our backs. And I'm like, cool. You got a, that's a good point. But I could just use numbers to create a narrative. I can manipulate it. I can say, hey, from this year, add year here, to that year, add year here, defense is trash. But if I say, but from this year, this year here, to that year, this year here, defense is great. I manipulate it. Because we do it with numbers. There's nothing wrong with it. That's the, that's the way you play the game. You manipulate. Now, one thing we can't manipulate is defense with trash can't use this game. It was. Very good second quarter. You know, we go by the quarters. And look, this is long-winded, but I think everybody was expecting this. So I'm going to just keep rocking. You look at the first quarter. Defense gave up 226 yards and 21 plays, 21 points. Their defense, our offense, scored seven points. We had 19 plays. We had two less plays, only 81 yards. We threw an interception, put them in a the short field. They scored. It is what it is, right? Everybody's like, the damn defense ain't getting no stops. Defense, you got to wear it. Because the numbers say 226 yards on 21 plays. But football's ultimate team sport, I can counter and say, well, our offense had two less plays. We're supposed to be just explosive. Also, the offense helped put the ball in the red Our offense helped put the ball in the red zone. And they capitalized. It's the ultimate team sport. Since it's the ultimate team sport, second quarter, what happens? Our offense get busy. 35 points. 18 Look, we ran 18 plays in the first half. In the first quarter, I'm sorry. 
No, 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 no. We ran 19 plays in the first quarter. Listen to this stat. We ran 19 plays in the first quarter for 81 yards. In the second quarter, we ran one less play, and we gained 367 yards. Again, do you hear anybody talk? And Nick, this could be happening, but I, I don't, I ain't on BYU Twitter. But is anybody on BYU Twitter saying fire their defensive coordinator? He gave us 367 yards in a quarter. Our offense gained 367 yards and one quarter. They still ran more plays than us. They had 22 plays for 158 yards. We ran 18 plays for 367 yards. Brendan Armstrong was 12 or 13 in the second quarter for 243 yards. Brendan Armstrong had 300 yards of offense in the second quarter alone. He had 243 yards passing and three touchdowns. He had 69 yards rushing and a touchdown. Huh? Y'all say something. And we had the ball for six minutes. You got teams that can't even gain 300 yards versus Georgia's football team in a whole damn game. UVA gained 367 yards in one quarter. Then we go to the third quarter. They ran 22 plays, 194 yards. 16 of those were rushes for 177 yards. Look similar to UNC. We ran 12 plays for 69 yards. Both teams had seven points. They ran for 177 yards in one quarter. We yielded seven points. On the surface, you only yielded seven points. But when you look at the 177 yards and it was rushing. See, rushing yards hit different than passing yards. I really believe that our fans wouldn't really... Like, if you look at the, the severity of the issues, it would be l- less if teams were throwing the ball over us versus running. Like, I told y'all in my other podcast, when somebody runs on you, it's like getting, it's like watching a boxing match, like Rocky Balboa movies. He went to the body for a reason. It hurt. Like, you can't move. So that takes me back to the scheme with Joey. Like, Joey is a great football player a top flight tackler and our scheme once they realize how we play certain plays they just say you know what that scheme is great versus what we're running but I'm gonna bet on my individual versus their individual because the body types is different and this ain't no knock on joy what he could do physically but physically trying to require him to tackle a back that's 220 and a lot that runs behind his 220 and a lot is a lot. Again, Joey is a great player. The scheme is there. I like that scheme. He's the uncovered, unaccounted for player, the free reign tackler. 
But the difference is their back is built different. And physics came into play. All them car crashes. It's going to take a toll on our guy. Because physically, it's just not like because he still got to hit other people. So he's taking a toll. They, that dude keep going. Rocket keep going to the body on him. And his body like, I, it, I want to hit him, but it feel different. Like that was a luxury of having like, that's how, like, that's how you know like Quinn Blandon and, and Anthony Poindexter, as special as Joy is, they were as special because their bodies were built different. Like Quinn Blandon would just keep hitting dudes in the mouth. Anthony Poindex would would keep biting people's faces off no matter how many times they run. Like Ricky Williams started running away from Anthony Poindex. We're talking about Ricky Williams. Poindex to hit him so bad that he switched from number 11 to 34. So uh, when people say, man, the scheme guys, like the scheme in theory is good. It's just that, yo, sometimes it just don't work out for you, bro. Notice I ain't saying... Joey ain't do like Joey's dope. Joey's good. Joey's a high caliber safety. And sometimes, bro, it just don't work out for you. And it's not a damn excuse. It's not me protecting the coach. Not me protecting the player. It's me being a realist that played this game. If you ever strapped it up on your helmet on, on defense and had to hit a big back, then you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, then you still sitting with your little self in your armchair acting like you know better. Sorry, Petty Hart had to come out and let you know. If you ain't never been up in the trenches trying to bite somebody's face off, then you don't know what it is. When it comes to tackling. And I'm not excusing folks when they miss tackle. But sometimes man when you're up there and you hitting them Brahma Bulls over and over and over. That will ain't that that will turn into a man. Do I really want to anymore? And then it don't make you soft. And a lot of you people be out here calling these kids soft. And y'all ain't never ever 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 try to tackle nobody. And if you respectfully was a dog and you saying somebody soft, then that's just, hey, you you respect it a little different than me. I ain't going to say somebody soft. That's just, it just, hey, they trying. They just can't execute the mission. But a lot of y'all out be out here talking. Y'all be talking so tough, man. And I know you soft. Like, you soft. Like, you no, and I ain't saying you got to be a tough guy, but I know you you give in, you quit mentally. And I never say these kids, these kids don't quit. These kids compete. And that's the one thing I'm going to say. They gave up 700 yards, but ain't they want no punks. They won't get pushed around. They won't not trying to tackle. They won't out there just saying, oh, I'm going to just miss a tackle. Oh, I'm going to just get burnt. Things happen. But you know what? You get a bye week. Look yourself in the mirror. Man up. Get better. Face your fears. Because that's the fear we need to face. Face everything and rise. That's the only fear I know. That's how I'm going to shut this podcast off. Because Petty Hall getting out there. And, and, and I get defensive because as a former player, sometimes I just, I just see a lot of things on, on Twitter, man, that I'm just saying to myself, like, yo, I wish I could just get a helmet and shoulder pad. You get a helmet and shoulder pad and we, and we boil in the ring. And I bet you. I'm going to make you feel like how you call them. And I ain't the toughest person where I ain't the best ever. I'm just saying sometimes, man, I just wish that 
you don't hit tweet or send. I understand your frustration. I appreciate your frustration. I I appreciate it because you are invested in the program. I appreciate it. I do. But we human. And your frustration will frustrate me. Because I'm like, why, bro? Why tear down? Like, notice, I ain't had to tear down nobody on the squad while also showing my frustration. When I talked about the DBs, people could assume that I'm tearing them down, but the whole time I'm telling them what they shouldn't do. I'm giving them jewels. I'm giving them game on how to better approach that situation. It's a difference. The delivery is important. I ain't babying them. You was trash can juice. I done been trash can juice in front of a lot of people on big stages. Oh, I thought you said that ball hawk dude was good. He got rental league. That's all they do is throw the ball. It's been games with people that got buckets on me. And you got to face the music. Damn, I was trash can juice today. I was getting killed. They had me scared as hell. Not no more. I want to see them again. But it's the ultimate team sport. Salute to our office, man. Salute to Brendan Armstrong, man. I love you, bro. Love your heart. Love your leadership. Office Align, you did a phenomenal job. Office Align, you've been doing a phenomenal job this year, bro. Salute to you. Salute to the receivers. Salute to every, anybody that compete, man. Like, I saw the different guys we playing on defensive line. You guys giving your all. Like, that's a big-ass offensive line. I don't mean to curse. That offensive line is huge. They legit. Nope. People don't think I'm making excuses. This ain't the podcast. I can't get no love to BYU. Cause it's gonna look like I'm making excuses. I don't wanna look like I'm making excuses. Defense, we gotta do better. Gotta perform better. Gotta adjust to the adjusted adjustments and execute the adjusted adjusted adjustments better. We got to. Collectively as a group, you gotta come together, you gotta band together. They asking for one of your family members to get up out of here. So as players, you gotta come together. As a staff, you gotta come together so you can stay together. Go talk to Dr. Bob. They've been asking him to get fired for the past four years. Ask him how he got through it. Because that's what we need. Because they 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 they're trying to get Nick Howell up out of here. Huh? Oh, y'all thought I wasn't going to talk about that? Yeah, I talked about it. Yeah, sorry. I see what y'all are doing. But the guys in the locker room can control that. Because as an old player, I always say, don't matter what the coach draw up, I still got to perform. So I always put the onus on y'all to perform even better, overcome, regardless, despite. Be special. You could be ordinary or extraordinary. What's the difference? A little extra. Y'all know the motto, good is the enemy of great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let nobody tell you you didn't do what you set your mind out to do. Appreciate everybody for supporting the podcast, man. Appreciate everybody for being patient. I know it's a lot of frustration following this BYU game, but stick with the team, man. I hate that we playing BYU and then Notre Dame when we got the Coastal right there. I don't know what's going on with Brendan. I don't, I, I don't know what's going on with his rib section. I know his second interception, he tried to – play through it, and that's why the second interception took place. <clears throat> um, so hopefully, you know, he's ready for our next game. If not, uh, Wolfolk, 
Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, not Westbrook, Russell Wilson 2.0 can step in. Um, I just read something on Facebook. Um, you know, people would be thinking I'm, I, I give like politically, uh, what is it? Politically correct response. Like why do folks want people like me to go down the rabbit hole with them and piss them on? Why? Like, why is that? I know I was just saying my outro, but why is that? That's why I shouldn't have looked at my damn phone while I was recording this. Why do people want me to go down a rabbit hole with them? Bruh, I'm different. I told y'all. Y'all always celebrate me for that Virginia Tech catch. But don't I like, a lot of y'all got me thinking that y'all was, I know y'all was, ooh, I know y'all was killing us after that first half, saying we sucked. I know y'all was. <laughs> but I love y'all anyway, man. Like I tell you, man, I still shake y'all head and I still embrace y'all because it ain't going to change. Like, me being mad, don't do anything. I accept you. I accept you for who you are. It's not a bad thing. I know what I know how you're going to respond to certain situations. It don't make you any less of an individual than the next person. At the end of the day, you are passionate about Virginia sports, and that's the main thing. The main thing is the main thing. But I just want to let y'all know this. Hear me and hear me clearly. I ain't going to act the way you want me to act. I'm going to act the way I want to act. So you can't tell me how to respond or how to break down the game because it don't fit your daygone narrative. Remember that. Ball Hawk don't think like you, and he ain't going to talk like you want him to talk about this game. He ain't going to approach the game like you want him to approach this game. So what you need to do, get your pop going and sip on shut the hell up juice when you're enjoying what I say and realize I'm always going to stand on my 10 and I'm going to be confident in my 10. And if you think I don't watch film, you don't watch film because you watch TV copies and that ain't film. And you know who I'm talking to when I say that because you try to say you need to go watch film. I watch the games. I watch TV. Well, fool, you ain't watching film because you don't watch the end zone copy. You try to get rude with me on Sunday and come at me. Be a jerk about it. Petty Hawk, man, I'm going to have to cut that out, man. You ain't cutting that ball, Hawk. I got to cut that out. You can't reveal a little beef you had on Facebook, bro. You better not cut it. And you better keep my voice deep and don't put that little auto-tune to make me sound like a little gerbil talking. Patty Hawk, we had a good episode. And you wait to the end to come out. And these people trying to go. I gave the motto. Can we close the show? Yeah, we're going to close the show. And I got one more song that I'm going to give y'all. And this, this is this to the defense right here. We're going to get this song to the D. This is DMX right here. Here we go again. But the song, it mean well. We out. It is not a game. A man's got to do what a man's got to do. I can't get the shorty to try to help him understand Hit him with work cause yo, that's my low man He asked a few questions about the game and I told him So when he made a bad move, it was my place to scold him Never told him nothing wrong, kept it fair Didn't listen, so I might as well have been talking to the air 
Everybody makes mistakes, a mistake is I. But if it ain't, I'ma tell you straight, time to say goodnight. Nobody likes to be played, regardless of the relationship, but shorty's fucked up big time. I hate this shit. I'm caught in the middle of having love for a load. No one was expected of me as a real My next move is crucial. What do I do? How do I keep it real with shorty and my crew? Didn't want to kill him, so instead of putting a Mac on him, I did the only thing I could do, turn my back on him. Here we go again. Same old dog, just a different day. Here we go again. You know how I do when we play, how we play. Here we go again. A man's got to do what a man's got to do. Here we go again. That I fuck with, wanna get him dead But I'm cool with shorty's peoples, so I let him live Under normal circumstances, he would be a marked man But I hit him with a gram, just didn't shake his hand Go about your business, do what you gonna do Be what you gonna be, I wash my hands, I'm through I can't forgive, I just can't forget You're on your own, low man, don't ask me for If you paid attention to what I taught you, then you good But if I see you again, get it, understood? Your head before I change my mind, cause you know you should be dead Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.